Roll it. Get on the Google Plus train. It's the latest and greatest. And if you don't, you're falling behind. And it has come and gone, guys. It started out before social media as an elevator pitch, right? How is an elevator pitch any different than a tweet? How do you decide when when it's good to shut something down? Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, your place for church and technology. Look at the clock on the wall. It's time to level up. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dyer here along here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Bofu. Uh, yeah, so pretty crazy. Maybe a surprise to some. I think maybe less of a surprise to most of us is the announcement that Google Plus is going away. Um, gosh, I mean, I remember a time where it was like, you know, get on the Google Plus train. It's the it's the latest and greatest, and if you don't, you're falling behind. And you know, get your Google Plus sharing button up and press one. And yeah, that's uh, pretty crazy. It has it has come and gone, guys. <laughs> And people, I, I have to ask this question. The people that keep saying, is Google really dead? Do they feel vindicated now that they are six years late? I mean, where, where do we fall with that? Should we be like, you're now right. And so we're going to justify you or do you be like, you're still an idiot because you said Google Plus was dead so long ago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe it just doesn't matter. I'm thinking maybe that there's there was really only one. There was only room for one uh, uh, of that flavor. There was only room for one Facebook, so to speak, and, and Google Plus was such so similar to it in that sense. I, I know they tried other features, but yeah, there just there wasn't room for it. I think I think it took so I think it took took so long to die that 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 anyone standing around waiting to be like, hey, I was right, has already have, they've already moved on. Now <laughs> let's clarify why do why are we saying that Google Plus now dying do you want to get into that specific piece because i think that there needs to be a little bit of clarification on this then jeremy as somebody who was a former lover of google plus so wrong in so many different ways yeah but you know and and you know now that you you know you left twitter uh-huh. so who knows maybe that was preemptive i don't know <laughs> but go ahead add, add the clarification what was, well, add the clarification what was the and the article nuance. where was the article from because i can't find it's that um, everybody's referencing about the Google Plus dying. Is it Bloomberg? I don't. I don't know. Isn't it pretty much public knowledge that it's going away? I don't know. Just it is now. ironically it enough, is. can you just Google Google Plus? Nah, Google yes. Google Google Plus. Well, it was interesting because there was an article written about how there was a problem. Oh, I know what I should search for. Um, there was an issue with the fact that the API. Um, was broken. It had Google had what it originally said was Google leaked a bunch of data through Google Plus. Right? Is that right? Blessing that you you had saw. Yeah, I re- I remember. Yeah, that, that, yeah, there was a data leak, and then and then somewhere in that they like, yeah, we we and and we're getting rid of Google Plus anyway. So yep. Uh-huh. And so the, and so the initial concern was Google Plus. Uh, or Google has just exposed so much information. And then the joke became, wow, there's not that many people on Google. Plus. It's not that big of a <laughs> ghost town. Yeah. Sure. Oh, well, but what they didn't say, though, Jeremy, is that Google forced just about 
if you had any kind of Google account, it was forcing you onto it. I remember we had Google Apps for Church Mag. I had Google Apps for some other things that I was working on. And I personally had like four Google Plus pages, which made no sense, which was Mm -hmm. very confusing. And it was difficult to manage. It was difficult to manage. But so for them to just have... Oh well, it was dying anyway. Security breach. The thing of it is, is that they had created accounts that I didn't, even, that I and other people didn't want anyway. So just to, to say, oh well, it wasn't active anyway, is doesn't seem very. Mm, I I'm not following because there was a lot of people that had data on Google Plus that didn't even want data on Google Plus, and that data was exposed. So well, you can it, belittle it as all you want, but well, hold on, it actually wasn't exposed. That's the thing. Is there was actually no data exposed. If you read the article, it says um, data was exposed. That's was or uh, want to read the article, Google, Jeremy? I know, right? Google. <laughs> what did they say? Um, someone had something had happened to your data, and someone had hacked Google and stolen a bunch of data is essentially what was being said. But in fact, that was misleading and correct article that in fact, what had actually happened was that um, an API was broken, that all of your private posts were exposed to an API for people that had uh, accounts with the API, which was only 300 and... And they would need to know to look for it. And the API had been shut down five years ago. You know what's worse than that, Jeremy? Is Facebook selling your data to third-party services. And and they actually, the Bloomberg, I think it was Bloomberg... I might be misquoting them, um, actually said, we don't know if anybody stole the data. We just simply recognize that this API five years ago did not have that security measure in place and they had actually fixed it. And so really what happened was they found a bug and they fixed it, but they just didn't tell anybody. And this was before the GDRP. This this sounds like much ado about nothing, to be honest. It is. It is. However, (laughs) however, (laughs) that's the point. Stepping aside from that, Google Plus is going away. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. It, uh, to some way, about time. There, there's so many directions we could go from so here. Anger. There's so many directions we could go from this. You know, all, eggs in one basket, getting on trains and fads. I don't know. There's like so many different ways to go about this um, and directions that we yeah. can take. But does it feel like maybe some of social media has lost its sheen and shine and perhaps it's not that, that, that there's even a decline? of the value that is that is there for for advertising for activity for for all these things i don't know what do you guys think well what was it about google plus that people liked do we know that do you know why people liked google plus it wasn't facebook (laughs) it wasn't yeah that was one what what about what about it not being facebook specifically i I personally thought the design was better the design was better okay i think it was less noisy um i like the circles idea do you remember circles? Yep. I, that's actually why I use Google Plus is because of the circles. In fact, Jeremy created the largest church tech Google Plus circle group thingy in the world, actually. Yep. It's true. And I'll be honest, church mag actually still to this day benefits from circles. Um, I would say probably more than a third of our traffic for all YouTube videos comes from Google Plus, specifically circles on Google Plus. Wow. I didn't know that. It's not like it's millions of people. It's not even like thousands of people, but it actually is a big indication of traffic for our YouTube videos if you go into analytics. Wow. Yep. Oh, we're talking about why why people liked Google Plus. Yeah, why do you think people like Google Plus? Why do you think people are fawning over it? 
Well, because someone said someone said if you didn't get on, then you were <laughs> uh, then you get right. Mm. I think that that's that could be for people that wanted to be on the latest and greatest. Certainly, I think yeah. a lot of people miss. But who doesn't want to be on the latest and greatest? Well, I think it was the same reason why some people are are still drawn to Twitter. It is a it is another another place, another space that isn't as public. Facebook has become very public. Like, it is a utility of, of sorts. Like, you have to be on Facebook, you know, it, to, to some degree. Whereas Twitter and Google+, Plus, that was an elective thing. So you could find cool little, little spaces uh, full of people that were like you. You know, you could be part of a, you know, game group or, or you know, WordPress group or... I don't know. Like it had, it had more niche areas yeah. to some yes. degree, perhaps. I, um, I mean, you have some of that in Facebook, but it seems uh, seems less so yeah. than what Google Plus. For me, I think the biggest. Oh, really quick, let me say. I think yeah, the yeah. biggest thing about it is that the niches that were on specifically Google Plus um, were people that wanted to um, actually use social media for networking. Um, for specific reasons. And so when we see um, people actually connecting with other church tech people, I don't think I could do that very well on social media at the time in Facebook. It was actually really, really hard to do. And, and so when that happens on Google plus the people that were actually looking at the forefront of all these discussions, um, I think that was pretty huge. Mm. Even still to this day. Hmm. Um, what is, what would not, so for example, you're talking about how we got, you know, quite a good chunk of traffic out of, um, Google plus, right? Yep. What happens with the, um, with a church, um, that, or, you know, guys who have been using that as their source of traffic now? Yeah. I mean, it's gone. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I, I don't know is that there's going to be a huge, huge chunk of that for anyone to be honest um i mean they're pulling the plug because you know a certain threshold of activity i I think really the biggest takeaway for for most of us i think those of us you know working in the church space or nonprofits, nonprofit organizations whatever it may be is to kind of put things in perspective as far as social media goes you know um this is why you've even said before jeremy i believe you know to be careful about running everything out of a facebook group or running everything out of well a google plus circle you know that you need to have some sort of space that you call on your own because you know if you were if you're using google plus as a place to have full community to have discussion to have uh you know share thoughts and ideas, blog posts, you know, whatever, like, like full form posts, because I believe Google plus allowed that. Then it begs the question, you know, what happens? Like you never really own that data. I think that that is the biggest takeaway. You know, don't keep all your family photos on Instagram. Cause guess what? You don't have full control. You don't fully own those that are on there. You know, stuff like that. I also think that, um, competition's good and the lack of automation was really bad for google plus and yet it was also really good i think that you had blessing talked about it cut down the noise twitter facebook all these places have a lot of ability to do automation and it gets really noisy 
Um, and I think Google Plus lacked a lot of that noise at times. That being said, mm-hmm. if you go to Google Plus, you can still do this right now while it's live, plus.google.com, you will find tons and tons of highly inappropriate stuff. Um, in fact, if you just type in Google Plus into Google, the first things that come up, which actually violate the terms of um, search, is like sex and why Donald Trump is Hitler and just so much inappropriate stuff. So Gee. it was, there's a lot of great things and a lot of how in the world are they letting this happen things. Perhaps Facebook has a little tighter, uh, like filtering monitoring, perhaps, that Google never had. Um, well, I'm also concerned about the fact that they're letting that go to the top of their page, even though they say that will kill a p- uh, page on search, which would indicate that they're actually being anti-competitive with their search results. Hmm. Which is an issue. Wow. You know, I always thought that was a little odd or worrisome that I, I felt pressure to have things shared on Facebook. I'm not Facebook to have things shared or pushed onto Google plus because I recalled even at one point that that was going to weigh in into search results or that was part of search results. It yeah. does. It actually does. Author, like you had to take yeah. yourself as a, yeah. as an author uh-huh. or something. It so, does actually, if you are a church, that your church's address and reviews are connected. So right now, um, your search results are, if you had to do this right, are connected to your Google Plus page, which has your information. And so if someone were to search in my area and look for churches in Ohio, in town in Ohio, then you would get our church's results much faster and easier because we post onto Google Plus just within wow. the Google search, which is huge. That's like millions and millions of traffic if you have a good enough search result. Obviously, it's community-based, so we're not getting millions. Um, but mm-hmm. it's one of the first churches to come up on the Google search that will be gone whenever they do this. Interesting. As far as and, of course, as you, yep. as you said, you know, it almost feels like there was some level of conflict of interest when you are a Google search engine and you're running this social media platform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, I think the other thing that I'm just wondering about it is, is the other takeaway from this, um, from this, uh, I don't know what to call it. Well, from Google plus shutting down and that, um, it took them long enough, uh, but they had resources, uh, that could allow them to do it for that long. Uh, when I think about, how we bleed resources um, in men hours in time in um, in money and uh, all sorts uh, when we take too long to shut some things down how do you decide when when is good to shut something down that is a great question that is a great question um, I know Seth Godin covers that you know when when to when to quit and and there's lots of other resources out there with that. Um, th- that's a really that's a really tough question. You know, where is that threshold? Where is that threshold between you know you're giving up and when you should you know get out while you can? What do you think, Jeremy? Is there you know what's that threshold? Do you think? Um, I think you have to have a clearly defined. Um and expectation that communicates expectations of loss and understanding of an initial like six months to a year and cutoff points. Um, I've heard people talk about how they started uh, streaming or write a book or want to become missionaries 
And what is, how long can we suffer doing this? Um, <laughs> how long can we actually go with, I've heard many entrepreneur website or podcasts talk about eating ramen. How long can I eat ramen for? And obviously that changes when you have children and that changes whenever you are not even married. And so there's a lot that can go into that decision overall. And so I think that, that has to, I think you have to have that answer before you start eating ramen. Before you start. What happens if you're, what happens if you're eating ramen and you haven't defined that? I mean, you still have to do it, right? Um, yes, but then it's scarier and you're not actually deciding what to do based off of ambition and goal, but on fear. Um, and maybe it's a good thing from a Christian faith perspective. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that don't talk about the piece of it, of reliance on God. Um, that whenever me and my wife moved to, um, Colorado, that I didn't have a job when we moved out there and, Hmm. I was going to be a missionary. It's not like I was going to be going and making a hundred thousand dollars doing uh, programming work. And we got to month four or five. I started applying for programming places because I did not have a job. Um, and so it was like, I still want to do this missionary thing, but God, I need your help to figure this out. And so that ramen mentality, I'll be honest, super, super tough. And I wasn't even doing entrepreneurship. Um, so it can be really scary. So if you don't do it, if you don't plan ahead, likelihood of failure is so much right. more greater. And of course, the more people involved, the more difficult that is. You know, when you look at Google, I mean, in some ways you're like, well, they're a big company, whatever, you know, they just make a decision. But, you know, it's the way they set it up. They tangled it up in, in into everything that they were doing and all their services. And that's a lot of data and a lot of people and their job. Like there's so many moving pieces and parts. It's, it's uh, certainly not an easy decision to make for sure. And this was when Facebook was outdoing Google overall or about ready to overtake them as far as like the ability to sell ads. Now Facebook has clearly passed them. They sell an advertisement so much more money than what Google does. Google just happens to have the quantity and Facebook mm-hmm. has the quality, or at least they say they have a quality. And so they mm-hmm. charge what a thousand times more, even though it's still pennies per ad that's been shown. Mm-hmm. Google's is like fractions of pennies. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think they just Google just went ahead and did something just because they could? Or was it really more around trying to to get a piece of the pie? It was a fear, a hundred percent fear, because they had tried social media a couple times before that, right? And they didn't fully integrate it. And how many other Google platform things do you know has fully integrated into that? Even Gmail does not fully integrate into um, Google search, right? Hmm only YouTube, but YouTube makes so much money on its own that it's just more personalizing the advertisements for that. Well, right. And even YouTube, they've, they've made some, some unpopular changes and cuts. Um, you know, it's, it sounds crazy. I, a long time ago, wrote a blog post talking about how Facebook and everything were going, going, we're going to be AOLs someday. Like they would not be, what they are today, like AOL today is nothing like what AOL when it first started, right? 
AOL's Time Warner. It's all it's this media conglomerate, but they don't sell dial-up internet anymore. A walled garden dial-up at that, right? Um, and 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 so as crazy it may sound, you know, even even Google, Facebook, these these guys, this isn't they're not bulletproof in that sense. Um, I mean, take look at Yahoo. I mean, Yahoo was was on the top at one point. Um, and as crazy as it as it sounds, there's there's definitely room for that. Um, so again, getting back to the argument of, you know, if if you have a platform um, or you're using a service for your platform, you might should think about how to have control of your own platform. I know it's difficult when you're dealing with community and groups of people and where they gather. That can be. A difficulty because I know there are there are Facebook groups that thrive that live and thrive on Facebook and if they weren't on Facebook or they were somewhere else it just that wouldn't be the case anymore. Yep. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. It is. It is for people who are reading the camp. Hmm. Yeah. And so we can't be that vested in one. Yeah. This. Yeah. None of this. None of this is. It's software. <laughs> Well, I will say, I think that's the, I, I 100% agree, Eric, as far as what you said, um, the the response for me, I would ultimately say is, and I'm quoting your favorite guy in the world, Brady Shear, um, had just recently talked about, it's not the platform, it's how you're communicating the message. It's ultimately the communication piece of it. And it doesn't matter which platform it is. And you really yeah. do have to wait until it's proven. There was that recent one that had came out where if you pay for the social media, you can be on it. And people were like dive bombing onto that platform. They yeah. were like the experts. Nobody else showed up except the experts. So they got a bunch of money out of the experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, I mean, we're seeing that even with the rise of Discord. I, I notice Discord is getting a lot more non-gaming activity. Um, same with Twitch, right? Uh, Twitch is, is getting themselves in a position to possibly compete with YouTube, right? Uh, to, to some degree. So it, it's interesting to see these shifts in new innovations and spaces uh, for people. And I think that... that Ultimately, people are drawn to the the niche area, to the specific audience. Eventually, that is where people are 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 look. I've heard this comparison. Tell me what you think about this from a completely uneducated standpoint. Um, it's not Twitches against YouTube um, because they're completely different platforms. Mm-hmm. Even though yeah, YouTube is trying streaming, it's actually Twitches against TV <laughs> because YouTube is on demand short form, whereas Twitch is live broadcast and certainly you can go back and visit it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's also important. That is no, that's a good, that's a good distinction for sure. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I think this Google plus thing can be, while some people saw the writing on the wall or it claimed to have seen the writing on the wall at the very beginning, to me, it's a it's a pretty easy guess to say that it was going to go away. The question really was when it was going to go away, and I, I don't think it's a far fetched statement to say that a lot of these other things are going to wait, go go away at some point. I mean, look at Twitter is still trying to figure out how to monetize itself. <laughs> how many years in? Right. So yeah, and we've seen services change. I mean, everybody remembers when Google Apps was free up to up to uh, fifty users. It was free. Yeah. Uh, and then it was 10 users and, uh, I don't even think it's, uh, you can even get that anymore. Um, it costs now. Uh, so it's, 
It's interesting. It's interesting how these things evolve. Evernote. I mean, everybody was about Evernote, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you got so much for free, and then they changed their subscription model. I don't know. The, the ebbs and flows that we've seen over these, huh. really, quite honestly, few years, um, yeah, it, it makes you maybe pause and reflect a moment and wonder you know, where you're invested, um, what you're trying to do, what the goal is. And I, I think you probably outlined it at best, Jeremy, with Brady's quote there and in really focusing on the message that you're communicating and so that when you do have to migrate to another platform or you or, or what whatever may be for your people to meet, uh, they'll, they'll follow you there. I will also say this. Um, you never know what kind of performance or how things will escalate right now. As we record this, YouTube is down and I've had more people cycle through my stream ever. And they're all saying, Hey, uh, YouTube's down. Have fun, man. We're going to visit Twitch just to see what it's like. So the best <laughs> advertisement Twitch could have is that one of their competitors is down and not working anymore. That's right. interesting. It's true. It's true. Wow. And then people are on there. They discover it. Yeah. Jeez. All right, guys. Well, big takeaway. We've, you probably hit or heard a million times. We'll put all your eggs in one basket. You haven't. Well, <laughs> if you haven't gotten a Google Plus account, it's now or never, guys. So <laughs> that's <mean>. true. <laughs> and final, final takeaway, I guess, would be message over medium. And make sure you understand how to say your message well. Um, it started out before social media as an elevator pitch, right? How mm-hmm. is an elevator pitch any different than a tweet, any than a Facebook or you Facebook post or YouTube video? Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 